0: The 702 Truck of Love with smile. Keep listening to 702 to see how many smiles your nominations are putting on people's faces.
1: 702.
0: The BRICS Report. India.
1: And Voice of America a correspondent in Southeast Asia, based in New Delhi, Anjana Pasrika joins us. Namaste, Anjana. Good morning.
0: Good morning, John. How are you? And first of all, can I congratulate you in advance for your upcoming birthday celebrations, radio seven oh two next week, I believe, if
1: I'm correct. I, I didn't hear that, Angela, for the oh the birthday celebrations for seven oh two. Thank you very much indeed. Yes, we are very, very proud of it. We go back to nineteen eighty. Can you believe it? And I'm sorry yesterday for postponing you. We had a very, very big day of protest in Pretoria. Talk to us about yoga. Now I think of yoga as being a very Indian thing, but I see there's a big push to popularize it.
0: Absolutely. You know, of course, yoga, some people call it India's biggest cultural export. And last year, prodded by the Indian Prime Minister, the UN dedicated June 21st to this ancient practice. So, you know, we had about 135 countries joining the celebrations yesterday. The biggest, of course, were in India. Literally, you know, John, millions turned out in parks, stadiums, schools, etc. for mass sessions. We even saw yoga workouts on a warship and on a Himalayan buttonfield that's always buried in snow. And following some criticism that this effort to popularize yoga is an attempt to promote Hindu culture, Prime Minister Modi yesterday stressed that yoga is a secular practice. His message was, you know, Look, this is all about health, not religion. He called it health insurance with zero budget. By the way, you know, he's a big, big fan, but does a great job at yoga, which is more than I can say for myself. (laughs) And I have to say that even without this political visibility, yoga has gained tremendous traction in India and I believe in some Western countries. Here we have schools have introduced yoga classes wherever you turn, in parks, in basements. Lots of people are joining yoga workouts and many are combining now this with meditation. It's been said, frankly, as a big urban stress buster.
1: Fantastic. And certainly a lot of people practice it over here, Anjana. What about other areas of traditional knowledge? I mean, are they gaining popularity in India? What are those?
0: Oh, absolutely. Over the last two or three years, we've seen some, you know, sort of incredible things happening. And this is at the behest of Indian gurus who first popularized yoga and meditation. Now they've become big businessmen as they are reincarnating some other systems. The most high-profile business today belongs to an orange-robed guru, Baba Rambev. And, you know, he's built up an absolutely huge consumer goods empire which sells modern-day products such as shampoos, cereal, biscuits, honey, toothpaste, what have you, which he says are based on India's traditional system, of what is called Ayurveda, which basically relies completely on using herbs. So he's tapping into growing demand for products that are herbal and organic. I believe worldwide that's gaining in popularity. His company launched up sales of $500 million last year, to the astonishment of many retail uh, consultants. And believe me, multinationals in India are sitting up and treating it now as serious competition. This sort the of success is basically attributed to this new enthusiasm, you know, for all things that are natural, environment friendly, good for the health, and as some say, good for the soul.
1: <laughs> Thank you very much indeed, Anjana Pasrika, Not the greatest line, I'm sorry from New Delhi, and that's our BRICS India report.